0: Let's Go Green! Sponsored by Airgrid, managing and operating Ireland's electricity grid for a cleaner energy future. Check out airgrid.ie for more.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Go Green here on Midlands 103. I'm your host Ashling O'Rourke and I hope you are safe and well as you tune in this week. Thank you all for those of you who got in contact with me after last week's show. I know you really enjoyed it. And remember, if you've missed an episode of Let's Go Green, you can always hop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Let's Go Green with Ashley O'Rourke is there. It's also available on midlands103.com. Now, electricity bills and energy. And I guess it's fair to say that we all know we should shop around when we're looking for electricity providers. We're aware that smart meters are a thing and more and more of us have had them installed in our homes over the last couple of years. But do we understand them and are we getting enough information around how we can make best use of them? Well, a former Minister for Energy thinks not. Dennis Lockton joins us now on Let's Go Green to discuss it. Dennis, you are very welcome to the show.
2: Thanks for having me, I think.
1: Now, Dennis, when I saw your comments about this, I'll be honest, there was a bit of a selfish reason here that I piqued my interest because I recently got a smart meter installed in my home, and it has been not it's been it's it has not been a straightforward process. I'll put it that way, okay there's been an awful lot of phone calls required, and I don't know that I fully understand how it works just yet um but can you explain to me why you have concerns about it because it's all right, me saying I've found it challenging, but given that you're a former energy minister, I'm I'm working on the assumption that you're probably slightly more informed in it than I am.
2: Uh, I, I'm giggling to myself here. First of all, I'm the minister that uh, signed off on the rollout of smart meters around the country. And the objective behind this was to try and ensure that people could use their electricity more sensibly so that, you know, particularly at night and weekends, that people would use more electricity when electricity is effectively very cheap or free even. Um, And smart meters would allow that uh, to happen. In fact, yesterday uh, we had a a Dal committee meeting uh, where we had energy cloud in uh, and they were making the point that about 10% of all renewable electricity in this country is wasted at the moment. That'll increase over the next four or five years to 15% of it because the wind blows stronger at night Uh, there's less use of electricity at night and because of that, this electricity gets wasted uh, at the moment. So using smart meters and the whole premise behind it was that you could actually uh, facilitate and encourage people to use electricity when it's under less demand, getting cheaper electricity uh, and trying smoothing out demand across the electricity grid. And that's what smart meters can do what has frustrated me is I signed the order to roll out these electricity meters seven years ago and only now the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland is looking at developing a website to actually explain to people uh, how they can actually use their smart meter properly. Now, the Commission for the Regulation of Utilities uh, is in charge of the rollout of, of the smart meters and they should have, over the last seven years, developed this website themselves, uh, Focus on the consumer. Uh, Instead of that, the focus has been very much on the decommissioning of electricity uh, meter readers around the country rather than giving people the tools uh, to be able to make smart decisions and reduce the cost of their electricity and use electricity more efficiently. So I was really annoyed uh, with the statistic that was given to us at the committee uh, recently that only 300,000 people uh, of the 1.6 million homes uh, that have a smart meter installed have actually registered to get the data and information off uh, their smart meter uh, through electricity ESB network. And I made the point that I had uh, a smart meter installed recently. I was the minister that uh, approved the rollout of this. And I wasn't aware that I had to contact ESB networks and register with them in order to get uh, the data off my uh, meter, you know, which electricity, um, you know, uh, package I should be on.
1: Why? Yeah. So why do we need access to the information? You know, because like when we say data and electricity, like I'm not a scientist. I, I don't particularly enjoy looking at figures why as a homeowner or a householder should I be looking at this at this information?
2: Well, the reason that you should be looking at this information is that it should be able to give you a good idea of when you're actually using your electricity. So, for example, in my case, uh, I, I happen to be with Gorg, Borgos Energy at the moment. I got a leaflet from Borgos Energy saying that I have a smart meter now and it gave me a whole load of different options that I could go with. But well, what's the best option for me? I honestly don't know. Um, so what I need to do is to go onto ESB networks to see when I'm using my electricity. So, for example, one of the options that I have is that I can have free electricity on a Saturday or on a Sunday, or I can have cheap electricity throughout the weekend. Now, in my case, which is the best option for me to go with, uh, with regard to that? I don't know and I wouldn't know that without actually accessing my smart meter and seeing exactly when I'm using my electricity. So that's where these decisions can make a difference. The other thing is that a lot of people now, they would have over the last number of years installed a new dishwasher or a new washing machine or uh, a, a dryer. And they will find that there is a setting on those where they can actually delay program on uh, their, their appliance. Uh, these are the three big appliances that use a lot of electricity. So what you can do is set your uh, dishwasher or your washing machine or your dryer to come on at night uh, when uh, electricity is much cheaper uh, and your smart meter allows you to do that.
1: But, and I've had this conversation on the show before, From a fire safety officer, um, it's not necessarily considered the safest thing to do to put on these large appliances when we're fast asleep. Um, And there might be a concern then if something did go wrong, that maybe the insurance company might say, well, you were unconscious there, Ms. O'Rourke. So when the dishwasher went on fire, well, you really should have known better than to have it on at 2 a.m. when you were asleep.
2: Yeah, and and I've heard that argument uh, as well. And look, there are risks in relation to it. But look, I suppose the first thing is everyone should have a smoke alarm uh, in their house. Everyone that has solid fuel should have a carbon monoxide alarm and make sure that they're they're working. The risks in relation to these are quite small. um, And and look, I think it is something that we need to be conscious of. But maybe it's the case that you go for uh, an electricity package where you get free electricity on a Saturday. So try and do the large bulk of washing or drying on the Saturday when you have free electricity, you know, but at least you can make those uh, decisions once you have uh, your um, details from your smart meter. The difficulty is without accessing that, Mm -hmm. you really don't know what is the best possible package to go for in terms of the new smart meter packages that are out there which will reduce your electricity. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Your electricity bill.
1: It is a bit overwhelming though. Like it's, and I know when I was looking at it myself, the last time I was shopping around and deciding whether or not to switch a supplier, like I kind of, I'd nearly have paid someone to do it for me because, you know, I, there is there an argument that the energy regulator or the SEAI should have an education program, some kind of comparison tool like to educate us on how to read the data and then how to decide which the best package is for me, you know, because what's suitable for me and my home and my lifestyle is going to be very different to to you and your home and your family.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, this is where the regulator has fallen down and fallen down appallingly badly. And look, none of us are surprised. Like, I think a lot of us have been frustrated with the engagement that the regulator has had in relation to consumer awareness, Regarding a lot of issues, and it seems to be more focused on, on the industry and the industry needs rather than actually uh, the needs of, of customers, the people that are actually paying their salaries, and like this is the blatant example uh, of it. And absolutely, like one thing is to get this information, but for the vast majority of people, this is going to be really confusing. Yeah. But at least once you have that information, you can then input that into websites like switcher and bonkers, uh, .ie, which are really really good uh, websites private websites that can advise you on which uh, electricity company and which package uh, is the best one uh, to go with but there is a need to be able to explain to uh, electricity customers the data uh, you know what website should they then go to to shop around, to ensure that they do get the best possible package and that they do try and use as much less electricity as possible when it is uh, the cheapest uh, time uh, of the day or the cheapest time of the week.
1: You mentioned seven years here, and um, as in this, this has been underway for the past seven years and we don't have this education campaign. We're speaking in a period of time when, once again, we're talking about a, a potential metro for Dublin, that's 20 odd years in the making and still no progress. There will be some listening that will argue, well, sure, really in the scheme of things, seven years of not doing anything isn't that slow. Um, what can we do now? What can we expect from this? You've highlighted this as a former minister for energy. You have a bit of weight in the game here. You know, you, you would hope you'd be listened to. But what's the point of the exercise? Are you expecting to see any developments?
2: Well, in fairness, the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland are are meeting the shortfall that they are from the regulator now. Uh, They're developing a website because they see the need for this. Uh, But the point that I was making during the week is that the regulator should have put this in place many, many years ago. As I say, this is seven years ongoing. Absolutely, the vast bulk of, of people have been getting their electricity, smart meters, you know, in the last couple of years. But, you know, we've seen the energy crisis. Like, the penny should have dropped with the regulator at that stage uh, in relation to this. We shouldn't be, you know, two-thirds of the way into the rollout of electricity smart meters uh, when the regulator is, is maybe potentially looking at this. Now, the defense that they're using and the argument they're using is that the electricity companies haven't been offering packages up until very recently and that is the case but this should be about educating people in relation to the smart meter data uh, what they can do with that data and that website should have been up and running definitely within the last five years um because some people had got the data and information at sta- that stage i know initially it was people who looked for the smart meter. Now it's been rolled out systematically right across the Midland counties in particular uh, at the moment. Uh, But the regulator has significantly fallen down here uh, in relation to this. That was the point I was making. And now we do need an information campaign. And in fairness, the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland is now uh, fulfilling that shortfall. They are developing a website which will be launched soon and will provide the type of education information we need. And credit should be given to the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland in doing that, but it's not their job. This should have been done by the regulator who has received our money through the public service uh, obligation and sta- and uh, charges that are on standard charges that are on our electricity bill to pay uh, for their costs. And they should have done this over the last seven years.
1: For people in the Midlands who don't as of yet have a smart meter, what's the state of play? Do they need to contact their electricity provider? Do they wait until they're part of national rollout? What, what do they need to be doing at the
2: moment? Well look, the, they have the option of, of having the, the smart meter uh, installed but look, the rollout is taking place. Uh, my understanding is it will be completed within uh, the next 18 months. The people that have been looking for smart meters are mainly people that have put uh, solar PV uh, on their roofs because uh, they can now export electricity uh, onto the grid uh, and get a payment for it. Uh, This is something that I raised at the the committee uh, meeting yesterday. Sadly, the electricity companies in this country have been dragged, roaring and screaming uh, to a situation where they're actually paying for electricity uh, and the only reason that that's happening at the moment is that against very strong advice that i received uh, as minister i signed up to a EU commitment which is forcing irish electricity providers to now pay uh, for the electricity that people are generating on their own rooftops which they're they're not using because you know, there's only a certain amount of of electricity they can use. Whatever they're exporting onto the grid now, they're actually getting credit for it. And in fact, we were given evidence at the committee meeting uh, earlier this week where some people now, the electricity provider actually has to pay them money uh, because uh, of the uh, fact that they're actually generating more electricity than they're consuming.
1: Out of pure curiosity, and this might not be your area, but like it strikes me that all of these um encouragements to get solar panels put on a roofs are targeted at house owners in terms of homeowners anything about you know apartment blocks or that like there's so many apartment buildings up and down the country the majority of which have flat roofs it would seem logical that you know you could you could you could put solar panels and apartment owners benefit from that but i haven't heard anything coming from they're uh, street on it no there
2: there hasn't been and i think it- the, the issue would be regarding the the ownership uh, of those and liability, you know if there there was leakage and so forth. I presume there is a legal complexity uh, in relation to that. Uh, when I was minister we we ramped up the road out of it for for commercial buildings. so you would see now on a top a lot, on top of a lot of filling stations around the country now uh, solar panels have been installed. We're seeing them now being rolled out on agricultural buildings uh, around the country. Um, But apartment blocks actually wasn't an issue that came across my desk as minister in relation to it. There's absolutely nothing to stop that happening. Uh, But I presume there it would be a matter that the, you know, the residents, the group, which is a legal entity, uh, would have to enter into that contract to have those uh, installed on the roofs. But there should be no reason why or restriction why that couldn't happen.
1: Yeah, it'll be nice to see the government support it because honestly, uh, someone has to pay for it at the end of the day and just because you live in an apartment doesn't mean you have uh,
2: the funds. the grants are there and, and they, they are there and there should be no restriction mm-hmm. on those that if they're available for commercial roof spaces, uh, there's no reason why they can't be available for apartment blocks. There are also a number of private companies who will install uh, solar panels on uh, on rooftops, uh, large space rooftops, uh, and agree a price then with the, the people that would consume that. So there are a number of options there. I, I presume it, it is an issue that the uh, residents associations, who are, of course, uh, legal entities in themselves now uh, of apartment blocks, for them maybe to look at the legalities and logistics of doing that.
1: Well, uh, Dennis Nocton, thank you very much for joining us on Let's Go Green here on Midlands 103. Thank you. We'll be back after the break.
0: Let's Go Green, sponsored by Airgrid, managing and operating Ireland's electricity grid for a cleaner energy future. Check out airgrid.ie for more.
1: You're listening to Let's Go Green here on Midlands 103. And we're joined now by Evelyn Fitzpatrick of the Refill Mill in Mullingar. Evelyn, you're welcome back to the show.
0: Thanks very much for having me, Ashley, I'm delighted.
1: Now, Evelyn, I can't believe that we had a similar conversation and it was 12 months ago now, but it is what it is. And whether or not you're on the belief system that spring is in February or March, we're in that roundabout time of the year when it's spring, which tends to make us look differently at our houses. You know, the, the days we get more sunlight and all of a sudden we notice the cobwebs. Yes. <laughs> and we kind of think, you know, and I have to be honest, there's a part of me that's only itching to have a free weekend to really like tear my place apart and start all over again. But it is spring clean time. And it's something that regardless of when you do it in the year, we all do some major clean of the home once a year, or at least, you know, we know yeah. we should. Yes. But tackling that with the environment in mind can be challenging if you've not done it before. It can be a little bit daunting, really, can't it?
0: It can be. Like anything, when it comes to sustainability, when you're starting off, it can be a little bit overwhelming. And I would always say is to take it one step at a time um, and move move um, kind of one product at a time as well. Um, But one thing I will say is that Eco-cleaning is honestly so, so easy and it's so cost effective as well. It's much cheaper than going and buying um, loads of chemical products. And uh, a lot of the time I find you don't need as much elbow grease. So it's kind of a win-win in my eyes. It's better for, for your pocket. It's better for the environment. And um, yeah, it's and it's easier, easier as well.
1: And I know that well. what I'm about to say, I know you agree with me because we've we've discussed this ourselves privately. But mm-hmm. it is important to say that we are not for a second suggesting that anybody goes into the the the, the kitchen cupboards um, un, uh, under the sink cupboard or wherever your cleaning supplies are and bin everything. We're oh. not saying because that would just not be appropriate or practical. Because yeah. you, you know, as you say, these things are expensive. So this, we're we're not suggesting anybody. Throws anything out, no. Okay, right. So if we take that then as a given, yep. Um, one of the things that you had said to me, and I don't know, was it on the show or socially, but that if it says on the back of the bottle, may harm, is it may harm sea
0: life or may harm fish? It's it's harmful to aquatic life with long lasting effects. Yes, that's the, that's the line. <laughs> that's the line to look out for. So if on the
1: back of the bottle it says harmful to aquatic life um, with long-term effect, yeah. you know, we suggest you find an alternative.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. I would definitely move away from products that say that, especially if you have a septic tank, they are not doing any good to your septic tank. So um, and you would be surprised how many products you will find that in. So um, I did a video recently where I went and looked at the back of loads of common household cleaners and it was on the majority of them. So mm-hmm. it's quite scary when you think about it.
1: And also like from a, especially if you've got young children or yeah. maybe people with a weakened immune system, maybe they're going through, say, cancer treatment at the moment in the house. Like Those chemicals and the fumes from them, they actually can be quite nauseating or even in the, in in toddler's case, quite dangerous if they are picked up and drank.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's quite scary, the effects of them. Um. I was. Um, I did a a course recently in the shop on eco cleaning for beginners. And as I was researching for it, I came across studies in a university in the States that said that um, using uh, uh, chemical cleaners on a regular basis has the same effect on our lungs as smoking 20 cigarettes a day. So it's it's not great. And you can feel it in your chest a lot of the time. If you're using any of those mm-hmm. cleaners. you can feel it. You know, if you're cleaning the bathroom, I remember I used to get it. If I was doing a deep clean in the bathroom, you'd get that feeling in your chest. That, you know, it's kind of you can mm-hmm. feel the chemicals. So it's not pleasant. Um. So the stuff that we're talking about is really kind of moving away from those kind of mm-hmm. harsh chemicals. It's much safer for for your family. And like you said, if the kids are around. I mean, the eco, the eco stuff. You don't really want them drinking that either. You're not going to say no. Knock back that that uh, jug of vinegar. But I mean, it's, there's a big difference between vinegar and bleach.
1: So, yeah, it, it it's not that it's not dangerous, but perhaps less. So yeah. if a toddler gets yeah. their hands on it and if yeah. a toddler gets their hands on it, like bring them straight to a don't mess about. Of course, Just, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah and, and, absolutely. and let's, you know, for legal purposes, be very clear on that. We are not oh, doctors. God, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: exactly. Now, like I have to say that um, because of the pandemic, um mm-hmm. I and I've know I, a lot of my friends are doing this as well. I think many of us still have boxes of face masks in the house that, you know, maybe we bulk bought online because it was cheaper or whatever. And I know a few people who are now using the face masks when they're doing housework, because even with vinegar, because they find the smells just a bit too strong. They don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Um and that's kind of how people, how they manage it as well. So they're, they're not breathing it in. Like I know myself, I get migraines. And even if I, I'm i using the vinegar for me, it's just, it's just the scent of it's too strong for me and it might trigger a migraine. So I think that's another kind of a useful trick. Like if you still have face masks in the house from the pandemic, that. Now, look, I know if we go out and about with an infectious, you know, viral thing, we probably we should be using them as well as good manners and personal hygiene and all of that. But it's another you you, if you have them at home, you could also and you don't like using if you don't like the smells of vinegar or whatever we're about to discuss now. It's a way around it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea, actually.
1: And like talk to me about and I don't worry, I will get on to the, you know, the making of the things and all of that. But yeah. Talk to me about like the market at the moment and people coming in to you. How interested are people in being more environmentally friendly when it comes to cleaning their homes?
0: I have found I would say in the last probably well, since I've spoken to you last, I feel like there's just been a surge of people that are interested in eco cleaning that are interested. Some are interested in how do you make these recipes and what do you put together to clean this? And some just want to move away from the kind of harsher um, products that are on the market. So not everybody wants to um, start from scratch with making their own. Some people are just buying, you know, there's some great Irish products on the market. um, Some Irish brands like Lily's Eco Clean and True Eco would be great ones um, that are are effective cleaners. But you don't have to kind of mix them yourself. They're ready made the way we're used to buying them.
1: And like we should say, like we're busy people, you know, it's we don't. We don't all have the time or the headspace, the head capacity yeah. even mm-hmm. to to make our own. So these are available on the market. And like we can then go to the likes of yourselves or other refill stores and, you know, buy like bring, I don't know, a, a, a two litre bottle of your preferred soft drink, the empty bottle and fill it up if you want. Um
0: Absolutely.
1: And like, then you're buying it and it's cheaper. You don't have to make it yourself. It's going to, you're going to use it in the same way as you use the more harmful chemicals, but you can yep. buy it in bulk and save a bit of money along the way as well.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Because I know when I go to the supermarket to pick up those essential household cleaning products, because, it's, you know, we, they all tend to like um, run, um, I don't know, you, you run out at the, at the same time, all the time. <laughs> I <don't>, I, I, <laughs> I'm like... And then you go to the the checkout and you're going, eh, that costs how much? Yeah. Like, you know, so um, it is important that we're very conscious of uh, budgets. Um, yeah. I heard a fabulous praise. There's a podcast that actually I want to get the ladies on it, if I can the show. They talk a lot about sustainability and interiors and um, the great indoors. It's an English, two English ladies that do the podcast. But one of them has a teenage son. He doesn't refer to the... Um, the cost of living crisis or a recession. No, he calls it the cosy lives. Oh, <laughs> OK. Ma'am, t- turn the immersion off there. Remember, cosy lives. Um, I just <laughs> I just think it's brilliant. It's in the way only kids can do these things, you know. Of course. Yeah. Um, so then. OK, so if we want to be more environmentally fri- f- minded, as mm-hmm. I as I um trip up over my own my own words. That's if you okay. want to be if you want to be more environmentally minded and also budget friendly and mm-hmm. sustainable in that doing this in a way that's actually practical for people. That's yeah. not, as I say, like throwing everything out all at once and spending a hundred euro down in 3 film mill, which I'm, I'm sure you'd be delighted by. But do you know what I mean, doing it in a real sustainable um practice. Yeah. How do yeah. we start? Where do, what do we begin with?
0: Well, I always go for just the basics. So start with the smallest things. I think that in order to to do it right, you kind of have to need to know. So sometimes that might start off with watching kind of YouTube videos or or researching a little bit online and picking an area. So if you want to start with your, you know, your laundry, start there. You don't have to, like we said, you don't throw everything out and 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 um replace it all at once. It's kind of one step at a time. Mm hmm. But there are some really budget-friendly um products. So something like uh, one of my favorites, it uh, would be the um. Well, I've got very hard water, and I mentioned it. I think last time, mm. lime scale is a big issue for us. So one of my favorite products would be citric acid, um, and which is a food-grade product. It's used. I think you use it, you use it for making like jams and cordials and that kind of stuff, um, but it lifts things like lime scale straight away so if you've got problems with limescale in your toilet or gathering around your sink or even in your kettle um a, a couple of spoons of citric acid is um is what you need there that will lift it really really effectively so you just leave it for for a few minutes uh maybe a half an hour and then go back and scrub um and I find it to be so so good so instead of using like you know kind of expensive descalers and that kind of thing yeah that's and it's really really um, cheap to buy as well I mean you only need a couple of spoons at a time so it's not it's not a very expensive uh, product to, to buy
1: and so like I know now I don't have stats to back me up on this but I do suspect that the kettle is the most frequently thrown out household item like because of hard. like and, yeah. I, and I don't know how many kettles we've gone through in my family over the years but we, we do seem to go through them a lot um so is it a case then that I get my citric acid Put in a couple of spoons, like maybe, you know, maybe two spoons of it. Do I need to mix it with water or do I just leave it sitting in on the the element?
0: Okay, so we'll take so we'll take the kettle. So for the kettle, you would put in two tablespoons of citric acid and half fill the kettle with water. Okay, and and then you just boil it like normal um, and then let it cool off a little bit before you start to scrub the inside of it. So you just Mm -hmm. grab I use an old toothbrush and I just scrub the inside of it. The lime scale just peels off straight away and then you just rinse it out with water and boil the kettle again and you're good to go and fantastic um, yeah it leaves no it leaves no smell it leaves no taste nothing like that it's totally safe to use and it's just a really great alternative Um, can
1: you use it in because I know and I don't want I want to be careful because I don't want to mention brands can you use it in um, the likes of maybe your washing machine or dishwasher because I know you can buy things for de-lime scaling those big appliances and would it work in a similar way
0: it would work in a similar way I would pre-mix it with some water first and then put it in okay that way yeah yeah but it's totally safe to use in those in those kind of products as well
1: Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Fantastic. Well, do you know what, Evelyn? I'm going to ask you to stay with air for a moment. We're going to take a very short break. And when we come back, Evelyn Fitzpatrick from the Refill Mill in Mullingar is going to give us some recipes for making our own cleaning products. Stay tuned.
0: Let's Go Green. Sponsored by Airgrid. Managing and operating Ireland's electricity grid for a cleaner energy future. Check out airgrid.ie for more.
1: You're listening to Let's Go Green here on Midlands 103. And Eco warrior Evelyn Fitzpatrick is joining us this evening on the show from the refill mill in Mullingar. Of course, please do go to Mullingar and check out Evelyn's store. She is an absolute genius when it comes to this stuff. And we're talking spring clean and all that 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 contains today. So, Evelyn, I mentioned before the break, there are we can make up items ourselves so we have options yeah. we can go to a refill store like you have and there there are others around the country and um, there's also online options too um so that we can you know maybe instead of making our own cleaning products we could we could you know buy what's available on the market that's eco-friendly that's a i suppose yes, absolutely a, less um time consuming perhaps you know maybe not as budget friendly as making your own but we'll get on to that one now um there are as you mentioned a lot of irish products on the market there's a lot of the you know those there's um the two names that you mentioned there's ecover and
0: no it's a true eco and lily's eco clean
1: Lily's Eco Clean. Sorry, I got the two of those mixed up. So, uh, Lily's Eco Clean and True Eco, and they're two very well renowned environmentally friendly companies. Okay. Now, if we want to get on to then making up a few solutions for Mm -hmm. ourselves, and I know from having spoken to you before, you're very much about going about this in, in a sustainable way. So, maybe like you say, starting with the laundry or starting with the bathroom. Pick yes. a specific area and go bit by bit.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you can make things like all purpose cleaners with the basic ingredients. So the 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 most basic one and the most cost effective would be the cleaning vinegar. And I know you said you didn't like the smell for it, but I wonder, have you ever have you ever um, made a citrus vinegar? No. no and to be honest
1: not- with you, sticking the face mask on that's sitting gathering dust in the press um, <laughs> does the trick for me. Like Work and I've for you. Because I bought the face mask, so I kind of feel like I should get used out
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, but, you don't want them sitting there for the next 20 years.
1: Ex- exactly. But how would I make citrus vinegar then?
0: So citrus vinegar is ridiculously easy to make. What you do is after you're finished eating, you know, your oranges or using your lemons, limes, that kind of thing, I would put those peels into a jar and then top the jar up with um, some vinegar. And all you do is let that sit for about two weeks. And the longer you leave it sitting, the more citrusy it will smell. But that takes away the harsh smell from the vinegar and you're left with a nice kind of citrus scent. And then then when you're ready to use it, you strain that um, liquid out of it and then mix half water, half the citrus vinegar. And that's an all purpose cleaner that you can use in your kitchen and your bathrooms. And it's great for lifting up. And um, soap scum and grime and, and things like that, and it's really really and it's so easy to do. It you know it only honestly takes a few, um, a few seconds, not even minutes to do it. So, um, and I like to have kind of my my second jar on the go as I'm using one spray. Uh, I'll have another one kind of waiting and and um stewing in the background. We'll say,
1: yeah, so, and yeah. like hold on to so whatever the product that you're currently using as your your mm-hmm. general purpose or all purpose cleaner if it has one of those spray nozzles on it, hold on to the bottle. Then when you're ready, rinse that out or whatever. And then you can use that to um, be more efficient about how you're using the the citrus vinegar. You know, you're not like, you're not sloshing it down onto the countertop. You only need a little bit of it.
0: Exactly, exactly. Only small amounts. And you're definitely better off just, you can use it straight if you want to but you might as well dilute it and get the last out of it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah right okay okay so what else should we be looking at then
0: so another very easy one i'm going back to my citric acid again i have a team here today but a one, because like i said living in the country the hard water is quite a, a quite a frustration especially in things like the shower doors um and sinks and things like that so a really easy solution to, would be to mix um mix about 200 grams now I hope I get the it's off the top of my head so I hope I get the measurements right here but 200 grams with about 500 mils of wa- of boiling water um give it a stir and make sure that it it's all completely dissolved and then allow it to cool add in a couple of drops of your eco-friendly washing up liquid and then you've got an all-purpose um cleaning spray as well that is like a really powerful one for the lime scale um, mm. in your especially my, my pet peeve is with the shower doors and that yeah. one is a great one for that okay so but you can also use that kind of inside your ovens and things like that and it really kind of lifts the dirt
1: oh right oh yeah. yeah okay okay so remind us of the ingredients in that one again
0: it's citric acid I think it's 200 grams to 500 mils of water with a couple of drops of um eco dish washing liquid
1: Eco dishwashing liquid. Okay. Yeah. Speaking okay. of dishwash, and that's your like your really powerful need to like this thing's dirty. I need to scrub it yeah. a bit cleaner. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay.
1: Yeah. Speaking of eco friendly dishwashing liquid, what what options do we have?
0: Um. So I generally would go with the two brands that I've already mentioned, the okay. the pre bought ones. So that would be um Lily's or True Eco, but also you could use Castile soap. Um, which you can find if you don't have a refill shop in the area. You can find it in most health food shops as well. And Castile soap is basically a vegetable soap um, and it can be used on all all sorts of surfaces. So you can use it for everything from um, washing your dishes to washing your windows, your floors. You can wash your hair with it. You can use it in the shower. It, it's totally safe to use. It just has to be diluted to the right amount. So um, I think if you Google Castile soap dilution, you can find about 20 different ratios for depending on what you're washing. And I think okay. it's a really, really handy one to have in the house. Um, just because I'm confident in using it on most surfaces, so and you can use it for your for your dishes, it's just so concentrated. You only need the tiniest amount, so um, that's a really cost effective one as well.
1: Okay, now um, one of my areas where I know I need to improve on is capsules, and whether that's the the washing machine or the dishwasher, and um, particularly the dishwasher. Is there And it's one that I actually don't in the mainstream supermarkets, the large supermarkets. I don't think I've seen an environmentally friendly option for dishwasher tablets in that they they all seem to have some level of um, plastic wrapped around them. Um, So are there options there
0: for us? There are some options for it. Now, I don't... um currently have a dishwasher so I haven't been able to experiment with making recipes how, for How do you
1: survive stuff. without a dishwasher?
0: <laughs> it's very frustrating. There's a lot of rows in our house after the after the dinner who's doing the dishes. <laughs> um but there are some uh products on the market that you can use. So um I'm thinking of the ones that we have here in the shop. I've got a great brand it's EcoLeaf and they use um now, they do have a soluble film on them, but it's a plant-based soluble, soluble film, so it's not actually plastic that's on it. Okay. Um, and they, it washes the dishes uh very effectively. But I have um a dishwashing powder as well, which is an organic plant-based brand, and it's also very cost-effective because you only need just over a teaspoon in into the um dishwasher to to wash your dishes, and it's also very effective. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. a completely kind of package-free one. You can bring in your your old Tupperware or whatever and, and fill it up um with us there. So we sell that online as well.
1: And like I have seen like um people having like this um particular person in and around the Offley area that does the um maintenance when your dishwasher breaks down on you. And yeah. one of the conversations that I've had with him is about because an awful lot of these plastic wrapped ones The plastic doesn't actually dissolve and it ends up getting clogged and then people end up having to spend money calling him out to unclog all the, the plumbing works around the dishwasher. So, you know, really, we should be trying those more environmentally friendly ones anyway to save us breaking the washing machine.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, I'd, I'd imagine that happens quite a lot.
1: Yeah, and apparently it's one of his most frequent issues when he gets called out. Um, really? Yeah, yes, yeah. So, like, if we were, and I'm very conscious that time is against us, Evelyn, Like, when it comes to tackling the spring clean or cleaning in general at home, you know, what are the, what's the key thing? What like make it easy for us? If we were to take one key takeaway away from our conversation this week, what would it be?
0: Um, I would say. you know what just give it a go (laughs) Mm. I think if you're interested in doing it um it's not going to do any harm I think just jump in and start start giving one thing a go um and I, I I'm a big believer in small changes so one thing at a time so you're not overwhelmed by it and then when you see how effective something like the citric acid can be I think you'll be spurred on to to make more changes as you go
1: And it's about then phasing out those more hazardous chemicals from the cupboard, you know, and then bit by bit, you're 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 transferring over to a more um, sustainable and eco friendly way of doing things in your own home. And I think I think at the end of the day, I think we've, we've all accepted that that's what we all need to do. So now it's about putting that into action.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, if you've any questions for Evelyn at the Refill Mill in Mullingar, I'm sure if you pop in, she would be only too delighted to talk you through it. And I know um you do offer workshops and courses on occasion in the Refill Mill in Mullingar. So it's important that people keep an eye on your Instagram and your social media for, for our updates on those. So uh, exactly. you might remind us what's the Instagram or what's the website? Uh,
0: the website is therefillmill.ie and uh, my Instagram is therefillmill_mullingar underscore Mullingar
1: fantastic and if you'd like me to get Evelyn back on the show to talk about these things please do let me know you can get in contact with me directly through midlands103.com click on the on air team button you'll see a picture of me Ashling O'Rourke send me an email from there and I will be sure to um, ask Evelyn any follow-up questions that you have Evelyn thanks for coming back on the show
0: no problem thanks a million Ashling.
1: Have a great week. We'll be back after the break.
0: Let's Go Green. Sponsored by Airgrid. Managing and operating Ireland's electricity grid for a cleaner energy future. Check out airgrid.ie for more.
1: You're listening to Let's Go Green here on Midlands 103. I hope you've enjoyed our show this evening. And as I said before the break there, if you do have any questions around, you know, keeping uh, cleaning the house essentially, but doing it in an environmentally friendly way, because it is such a huge problem all of those chemicals that we use they're so so bad for the environment and you know we're very lucky that we have um, the Evelyn Fitzpatrick who's able to come on to the show and talk to us about this in such an easy to follow and easy to understand way um, so during the break there myself and Evelyn had a chat and I think we're going to talk again about laundry because we spend our lives in clothes and we spend a lot of money on clothing and I know there is an awful lot of nervousness around changing what we do in terms of um, the routines that we already have with laundry detergents and all of that. And, um, you know, it's it can be a little bit overwhelming and the fear is always there that you're going to do something and destroy your favourite item. So we're going to tease that out. Evelyn's going to come back to us in March. So in the meantime, please do get in contact with me. So if you have any questions for Evelyn around cleaning the home and, um, you know, the products that you can use or any recipes particularly with the focus on laundry, but other options too, let me know. Get in contact with me directly on midlands103.com. Click on the on-air team button. You'll see that at the top of the screen when you go onto the website and uh, look for my name, Ashling O'Rourke. Click on that. Send me an email directly from there and I will do my level best to pass on those questions to Evelyn for you. Of course, you can get in contact with Evelyn directly through her shop, The Refill Mill in Mullingar. And as I said, there are other refill shops right around the country. It's just that Evelyn has the one here in the Midlands and is a very good speaker. So I always enjoy getting her on the show. Now, to something Slightly different um, and so it just caught my attention and I thought I just had to include it because it is an historic occasion and you may have missed it in the media over the course of the last couple of days because it's just been so busy. Um, there's been an awful lot of happening and this one I think is a small story but a really big story. So the first ever privately owned moon mission touched down on Friday Odysseus travelled 600,000 miles to get to the lunar South Pole, and it's the first US attempt to land there in over 50 years. So, remember the moon landings, you know, and all of that, and all the hype and all the movies that have been made, and conspiracy theories around it. Um, so, apparently, it took about 10 minutes on Friday to establish communications with the unmanned craft after it reached the surface, and the moment was marked by Steve Altimus the chief executive of Intuitive Machines that owns it.
2: Uh, What an outstanding effort. I know this was a nail biter, but we are on the the surface and we are transmitting. And uh, welcome to the moon.
1: Well, I thought that was worth um, including in the show this week. I'm always fascinated by space and our role in it and, you know, our efforts to, you know, conquer it I don't really like that word but it does feel like that's what we're trying to do and we've done such a bad job of minding this planet it kind of you know um, concerns me you know um, about whether or not it's the right thing to do but I do find it fascinating and maybe it's all of those you know movies that I grew up watching in the 90s but I thought it was worth mentioning this evening well I'm afraid that's all we have time for on this week's episode of Let's Go Green but as always please do. As I said, get in contact with me. If there's something that you or a group you're involved in is working on and you want to hype it, you want to raise some awareness around it, please do get in contact with me through midlands103.com. You can also ring midlands103 directly and ask them to put you in contact with me. That's not an issue. And don't forget that if you've missed an episode of Let's Go Green, all is not lost. All episodes of Let's Go Green are available on the podcast section on midlands103.com and of course Spotify, Apple, you know, all the podcast platforms were there. We have well over 100,000 people that listen to us on podcasts, which is really cool. So if you're one of those, thank you for tuning in each and every week. I'd love to know where you are tuning in from. But for now, have a great week, stay safe and I'll be back same time next week with another edition of Let's Go Green here on Midlands 103.